It is Thursday, July 28th, 2022. This is another edition of Baseball Today presented to you by these guys at Shady Rays. Not only the best looking shades in the entire business, but when you lose them, which I almost did on vacation, or you break them, which I will at some point over the next 60 days, they will replace them. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan, intern Olden, along for the ride as well. And I believe you and your forgotten rotten teammates make their floorball debut tonight in the warehouse games. Is that correct? It is correct. Me, Ben DiNucci, Nikki Cass, Dalton Feely out on the rink. I think it's called a rink. Yes. Uh, and man, we are by far the most athletic team in the tournament. I'll say that. Yeah. Well, you have two guys that played professionally and then Nikki Cass, who's a great athlete. I love Dalton. Oh, I thought- I, it's really just me and Ben DiNucci. I don't know. Nikki Cass doesn't really cross that athletic tier for me just yet. By the way, I'm going to see Ben DiNucci this weekend. Um, my assignment, yeah, when it's uh, back together Saturday, when all 32 teams are practicing at the same time, I'm going out to Cowboys camp to host out there. I should reach out to Ben DiNucci, shouldn't I? You should. Uh, I'll, I'll give him a text. I'll shoot you his number. Oxnard, yeah. huh? Heading up yeah. to Oxnard. Yeah, link us up. That'll be fun. So make sure okay. you check that out. Guys, do, do, do we know if that's at 7 o'clock Eastern or 6 o'clock? Because I think it started at 6 the other day. Do we know if that if the live stream is at seven or six? We'll get it out to you in a couple of minutes. Alden or Dan, you guys can look that up and shoot it through the chat. But in the meantime, let's start talking a little baseball. We had our biggest trade so far as we are less than a week away from the trade deadline. And remember, there is only one deadline. The New York Yankees, whose hat I am donning today, get the Royals all-star outfielder Andrew Benintendi for three minor league pitchers. None of them ranked in the top 15 of the Yankees farm system. Of course, keep in mind, that Benintendi is a rental. All right, Ploofy, on a scale of 1 to 10, how excited should the Bronx Bombers fans feel? I'm going to go with like a 7 to 7.5. I really like Benny. I think he's a really good player, and he kind of fits what they need, especially when you think about you know, what, they are, what they've already done as an offense. You know, they're, they're scoring runs just fine. I believe they lead the league in runs scored. Okay, but then you think about you put him down in the bottom of the lineup, kind of replacing Joey Gallo, who has a 297 on base percentage. I mean, we his document his struggles in New York are well documented. So now you add Benny uh, to the mix, and as of today, 387. You're basically getting 100 extra points on base percentage at the bottom of your lineup, and that's that's what you want from the bottom of your lineup. You're going to hit in the bottom third. Work good at bats. Get on base for the top of the order. Lengthen, you know, the pitch count for the starter on the opposing team. Stuff like that. That's what Benny's going to bring. That's what the Yankees need. He's also going to slide into, I believe, left field to probably move, what, Hicks to right, I would say, and keep Judge in center. Sounds about right. I, I think Maybe they accurate. put Benny in right. I don't – it doesn't matter. He's going to improve the outfield defense also. So I, uh, I think it's a, a good move. For the Yankees, I don't think they're done, Chris. I believe they're still going to go after a starting pitcher. They're still in the Juan Soto uh, situation here, but a nice preemptive strike for the Yankees, and I really do think it it makes their ball club better. Yeah, I, I think you graded it out perfectly. I had it right around a seven. Um, it's interesting because I didn't even know this until I looked at his stats yesterday. Do you know he has fewer than twenty extra base hits this year? It's bizarre. Yeah. You know- I think I think that has something to do with playing in Kansas City. When you when you're in Kansas City, that outfield is massive and it, it just lends itself to like you getting base hits. Now you put him in Yankee Stadium. I think that could change. Like this guy, this guy's typically a 15, you know, 20 homer guy. He's you know, that's 
I think that's going to, his power numbers, his slugging is going to go up playing in Yankee Stadium as opposed to Kansas City. It's just, it's just a, not a great place to hit for power. No, but you can get doubles. Those are extra base hits too in Kansas City. You can. Um, not if, a lot of times they can play the outfield back and they, look, I'm telling you, man, it's a, it's a strange I, outfield. I get it, but they, the Yankees did not bring him in to rival judge swing for swing. No, they brought him in so that he can be on base when those big boppers put the ball over the fence. And that's exactly what he'll, he will do. You know, he's had an amazing, amazing year in terms of batting average in RBI and, uh, and on base percentage. That's what they need. He is an elite defender too. On top of that. It's going to, I mean, really one of the most famous catches that I can remember sure. over the last 10 years is that one where he stole from Bregman. I think it was in game four of the ALCS in 2018. That yep. ball gets past him. Series is tied. Could be a different story. Instead, uh, I believe it was game four. It was either three or four, but it was. Yeah, they were up Houston. two. They, it, made it, it made it three to one at that point. Yeah. So there you go. It was game four and he's going to be great out there. He's going to be perfect. Uh, there is a side note to the story that we do have to mention, even though everybody gets a little squirrely when we do. People are like, well, wait a second. Wasn't he one of the 10 non-vax players on the Royals that couldn't go to Toronto and the Yankees still have another series north of the border? Yes, that is correct. John Heyman is reporting that Ben Benintendi told Yankees players at the All-Star game, hey, if I get traded your direction, don't worry about that. I'm going to go get vaxxed. So that will be a non-story until people ask him why he decided to not get vaxxed while playing for Kansas City and when he did after, but that's his decision and he's entitled to it and he'll give an explanation and people will make their decisions off of that. So it sounds like all will be well when they have a regular season series and if they meet in the playoffs, just something you have to check off these days. If you listen to baseball today, we've already told you that we, I, I'm telling you right now, again, <laughs> nobody is going to be unvaccinated to come playoff times whether they actually get the shot or not whatever i'm just saying we're not going to have that problem mm -hmm. I can, i'm foreseeing the future do you think this at all affects their pursuit of juan soto the yankees i don't i think when you start to go after one of the starters that they're trying to get like a luis castillo that mm -hmm. starts to affect your pursuit for juan soto because a uh, guy like Castillo is going to take away some of your top prospects and putting a package together for Juan Soto. I mean, you're basically going to empty the farm system out. So I think if they go out and get one of these guys, which is kind of honestly, like I know Juan Soto is like the prize here. And, and in my head, this is what I think about Juan Soto and the Yankees. I feel like Cashman's there and he's heard people be like, Hey man, are we going to be the Yankees? Or are we not going to be the Yankees? Like, I think he's heard that. And I think if you do want to be the freaking New York Yankees, when you got a guy like Juan Soto available, you got to go get him. You got to go get that guy. So although I think starting pitching is probably the priority for this year's team, I think, I think Juan Soto is the bigger fish. And I think they, I think they're going to put together a real serious package and really go after him. And if they do that, then they're going to, I don't know what starter you're going to get. You're not going to get a Castillo and a Juan Soto. You know, the thing is, is that if you trade for Juan Soto, maybe there is a, a Washington reliever that they could throw in um, that would help the Yankees. Certainly not be a guy where you're like, ooh, that's really going to shake things up. But a guy, maybe that's what you try and do because you're going to pretty much empty the cupboard at that point yeah. and you won't be able to get the starter you want or anything else. Which takes us to question two today that Luis Castillo threw seven solid innings yesterday against the Miami Marlins. In your opinion, 
was this his final start as a Cincinnati Red? And if it was, which uniform will he be donning for his next start? I believe it was his last start as a Cincinnati Red, and what a start it was. He was just dotting the fastball at the top of the zone. Then off that, throwing the change up. He got out of a, you know, he struck three batters out with two guys on to get out of that inning and just kind of like, he just showcased what he can do for you. When you can miss bats like that in a pressure situation, teams think about the postseason and their eyes are like, that is our guy. We want that guy. So he's very high in demand. I think there's a lot of teams in on him. It's really hard to narrow it down. I think the Yankees should be pursuing this guy, but like I just said, I think they're really going to make a run at Juan Soto. So if he's not going to be a Yankee, I think a, I think there are some sleeper teams that can go after him. And I'm going to give some love to my Minnesota Twins. They need it bad. They've been linked to him for a long time. And if they want to be serious about you know making a run this postseason, and I think the fans in Minnesota are owed this. Like You went out and got Carlos Correa – don't stop there, man. Like you're in a position now, like go ahead and go get a Luis Castillo to freaking be at the top of your rotation. And then we could look at a Castillo, Sonny Gray, Joe Ryan, uh, three right there in the playoffs. I kind of like it. So I'm going to say right now, he goes to the twins. I think that's a wonderful call in part because there's already a working relationship between those two teams. You just mentioned Sonny Gray, that deal that came in the off season uh, makes a ton of sense. I still look at the Dodgers and I yeah. say, don't sleep on them. I just, it's been, Andrew Friedman's been very quiet, very quiet, but it wouldn't shock me if he goes, remember in 2017, you Darvish, year later, Manny Machado, yeah. last year, Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. It's, uh, it's really interesting. That is some interesting stuff. So, Chris. I wanted to say the Dodgers, but people comment on our show that I always say all the people are going to the Dodgers. Well, I know, but you could say that about the Yankees, the Dodgers, <laughs> the, you know, the Cardinals have been an interesting trade opportunity, right? People, and they get mad. I mean, like with the Rose rotation trade fantasy draft show, people are like, well, why didn't you have anybody go to the Blue Jays? Well, I did. It's just that somebody had picked that person earlier and as I couldn't send them to the Blue Jays. So there are, there are things that make sense. There are things that don't. All I can tell you is we've had basically two trades, right? The Vogelbach and now the Benintendi, right? Yep. Over the last five days or whatever it's been. It better get hot this weekend. It's going to get hot, Chris. Because I am going to be busy all day on Tuesday at Cleveland Browns camp. It is going to be very difficult for me to keep an eye on the entire trade deadline and the Browns practice. So just on a personal note, thank you. You mean I get to do this show all by myself? No. I'll Taking be doing this it from dang Cleveland. thing over. Uh-uh. I'll be doing this from Cleveland. Oh, okay, fine. I'm bringing my equipment. What do you think I am? Hey, the thing about like starters like this, especially guys with you know years of control of control, is every team wants some Chris. Every freaking right. team wants these guys. So it's really hard to peg one team. So you really have to start looking about who has the resources. And that's why we, you mentioned teams like the Dodgers who, you know, have, you know, depth they can get rid of or the monetary, you know, the mon they don't have the monetary restrictions. Like, so that's why we always say teams like that. Uh, but, you know, Castillo could go anywhere. He really and by could, the way, dude. Toronto is a great fit for him. He is. It is. And, and St. Louis, like you just said, like they're, they're kind of like oh. in flux. Like they need to see what's going on with Flaherty. I still have a I still have 
a hangup of guys getting traded within the division. I don't, I don't know why. That I is. think that I don't. Is that like statistically a thing? Well, can you remember the last major trade where we're talking about? I'm not talking about a a deal on the periphery. You know, I'm not yeah. talking about it. Just I'm talking about a dude who gets traded. You know why? Uh, you know Babe why Ruth it doesn't happen from the Red Sox no, 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 to the Yankees? Stop. Oh, what? You know why that doesn't? You know why it doesn't happen? I think. Because the GM that trades that guy, they have to face that team in 19 times a year. Now, that's going to change a little bit with the new schedule next year. But do you think that the Reds brass wants to hear every time Luis Castillo or every time the Cardinals would play the Reds, they, here's a shot of Luis Castillo? How's that? Fa- I mean, the fan base is already pissed off at the Reds enough. You think you're a GM, want- how could you care about that? That's that's you not being good at your job then. Because, because you need to take the beings. best. You need to take the best offer for your organization. I don't think some of these guys are not human beings, or they don't operate like human beings, Chris. <laughs> they, let me tell you, dude. They'll refer to people as the player. They don't even say names, that's dude. Good point. That's so, good like, point. don't tell me they operate like regular humans. They don't. And if you're if you're a GM and you're like, dude. This package is the best package, but it's interdivision. Can't take it. Can't see this guy 19 times a year. You're not doing your job, dude. I don't I would care agree about with you. That. I'm I'm just ser- I'm merely throwing out a possibility. I don't agree People with People love it. to say that. No, like you're not the only one. Everybody says that. Oh, it's interdivision. Can't they can't do that? Like, I don't think if I'm a GM, I don't care about that, dude. Well, sir, I mean, we might be. I suppose the last one was uh the White Sox and the Cubs. That's the same city. It's not the same division, but it still is. A, yeah, they had a big trade with the Campbell. They had the Quintana. And, yeah. No, not not even that one. I was talking about the Quintana, Eloy Jimenez. Oh, yeah. One, right? I just don't think that should matter. Maybe I'm just too ruthless, man. I'd be a, ru- I'd be a ruthless GM. All right. I'd, I'd be calling move. you by your full name, not player. I'd be like, your full, your middle oh, I name, hate it when I hate it when, when executives call them the player. I think it's the most disrespectful thing ever. Call it. In fact, I would come out in the press. I'd be like, just call me by my name. Like, I have a name. How would you like it if we just said, called you, well, the GM, instead of saying his name? I don't think they would care. There's this guy. I don't know, man. But I miss they- Terry Ryan. Terry Ryan was the best GM. That guy was like my dad before you. Good human being? Dude, he would tell you how it was. Like he wasn't lying to you. And sometimes it made you feel pretty bad, but he you needed it. I love that stuff. Well, Glass now says nothing but glowing things about Eric Neander down in Tampa. He's like, no hierarchy. You can walk into his office at any time. He's accessible. He's down on the field. Good hair. Yeah. I you know, to that point, I never knew who was in charge in Tampa. I was like, who's freaking running this show? Because there's always like a you know three or four, like a gaggle of of front office people. And I'm gaggle. like, you guys all work together. I kind of love that, man. Yeah. All right. Uh, gosh, I hate that we have to talk about this. Mike Trout has been diagnosed with a very rare upper back condition called costovertebral dysfunction at the T5. He might have to manage his entire career. Uh, the Angels trainer said the specialist that saw Trout does not see this condition very much in baseball players. Trout then came out after the game was like, slow your roll. 
My career's not over. In fact, I plan on being back at the end of the season. Are you alarmed? Sure I am. Cause this is, this is our guy. Like we, this generation has Mike Trout to put up against all past generations. I mean, we, a lot of people consider Mike Trout the best player to ever play baseball. You know, he's on this meteoric rise to like the hall of fame and to that number one spot. Problem is when you start missing games, like he has, I mean, like just go back to 2020, obviously that's not his fault. Played in 53 games in the shortened season. Okay. But then the following year in, in 21 plays 36 games. If he doesn't play anymore this year, 79 games, those counting stats, you know, he's, he's missing probably 60, 70 homers in that span. Um, one season, not his fault, but the other two from injuries. And that's when, you know, you start to slide down that all time list in those numbers. So I think when we're looking, I'm not concerned about like his overall health and like, his career going forward. If anything, you know, they'll be more careful playing more days at DH stuff like that, which is fine. I think that's okay with him. Um, but when you start to compare him to the all-time greats and like those guys that are there, like they're so consistent and they played for so long and that's how they put up those numbers. And if Mike starts to miss time or, you know, and even just these three seasons right here, you have arguments against him as being the guy. And that's kind of where I'm concerned about because I I think we have him. He's ours, and we love that. But when you start, to, like I said, to miss games like this, it just affects those counting stats. I can't help but think about Ken Griffey Jr. Sure. It was the first name that came to my brain when I read this headline. I was like, oh, shit. Is this where we're headed next? Now, if that means that eventually Mike Trout hits 600 home runs and ends up in Cooperstown, which he will, the Cooperstown part, I'm not so sure about the 600 home runs, then that's fine. I'm talking about personal enjoyment of a baseball fan and Trout's personal enjoyment of being able to get to the postseason. Ken Griffey Jr. played in about 15 playoff games in the first eight years of his career, all in Seattle. After that, he got traded to his hometown Cincinnati Reds, where his first year he exploded, 145 games, 40 homers. Then the injury started to pile up. I think he had played in 111 after that. And then didn't play in like even half a season for the next three. Injury after injury after injury. He did bounce back. He had another 30 homer season somewhere down the line, which is great. But he never played a playoff game in a Cincinnati Reds uniform. He only played three more in his career. And that was with the Chicago White Sox after that. Most people don't even remember him as a Chicago White Sox. So is this the direction we're going to head with Mike Trout? I know I'm a panicker. I know I'm the dad of John Boy Media. I know I'm always worrying about shit, but it is the first thing that came to mind. Yeah, I mean, look, we all want him in the postseason. I don't know what the Angels are going to do with him. Obviously, they're going to keep him and try to get, surround him with a team that gets him to the postseason. They just haven't been able to figure it out yet, partly because they have the Astros in the division. I think that's like an understated problem that they've had to deal with, dude. And now you got the surging Mariners, like they're, and then the Rangers are signed. Like they're probably long term i don't know like third in that division fourth in that division over the next you know five or six years you know they need to they're gonna have to do something to rise in that division um we need trout in the playoffs we need otani otani's not going to be there long term no. i can almost guarantee that he might not even uh, be there next week we'll see by the way one I've, thing on trout if the if he went to the angels and was like trade me now with this condition how much does that hurt his trade value? 
I don't think – not a lot. I don't know enough about the condition, but what I, from what I've read – now, it might shock people. I'm not a doctor. He said he's going to be fine. I think they're just going to have to manage the workload or do some things differently. I think he'll be okay. If he was on the trade market, it's it'd be crazy. It'd be crazy. You don't think so? You're out of your mind, dude. That face, that face right there is out of it. He's got mind. a condition, dude. He's got an, a condition that we've never really heard of in the baseball world. I'd rather have him have. They're not trading him. They're not trading him. Or Tommy John, because at they're least then him. I know what he's. I know they're not. I know they're not. I'm. I mean, he has to go to the Angels. I believe he's got the entire no trade thing anyway. Yeah. And he's almost at ten years of service time. So. Okay. Can we move on? I, I can't talk about it. It makes me too sad. In He's going to be okay. He is going to be okay. We're going to be watching Mike Trout smash baseballs for the next eight years. Okay. So he gets to 500 homers, right? He's at three, 330. Yes, he gets to 500 homers. Are you kidding me? 330 homers. Like you make it sound like hitting 166 homers is easy in a career. Four, that's four years for him. Yes. Dude, he's got—he's a joke, dude. Don't forget how good Mike Trout is. I know he Come is. Come on, man. How many? Let me look on. at. Let me look at the home run totals. Right, he's only hit four. He's hit forty twice. Forty-one in two thousand fifteen and yeah. forty-five in two thousand nineteen. So five years of homers. Yeah, five, dude. five years of healthy homers. You gonna be all right? Okay. Astros swept for the first time all season by the Oakland A's. Yes. Good job, A's. Now Houston is hosting Seattle in a series. Julio Rodriguez has homered in each of the games that he has been back since missing four games with an injury. How long before J-Rod finishes in the top five of the MVP voting? Oh, I mean, it could be as soon as next year. I mean, that's how good this guy is. And I'm not even, like, making that up. Like, he's 21 years old, and usually I you want to wait a few uh, seasons to see how a guy does. This guy made the adjustment in what, like two months? Like he figured major league pitching out in two months. Now they're going to find some holes in this guy's swing and they're gonna, there's going to be a book out on him and he's going to have to make more adjustments, but he's shown that he can do that. This guy has every single tool you can imagine. So what I like about him and like the MVP, you know, race is that he's so young and like he'll just... He, this is when guys steal bases and their value goes up so high. When you when you run the bases like he can, that brings your value up a ton where other guys aren't doing that. So I like him in the MVP discussion as a youngster. You know, like think back about when Trout was stealing all those bases and like guys start to slow down as they get older. They realize, hey, maybe I don't want to do that to my body so much. Julio at 21, 22, 23, 24, he's going to steal 30, 40 back. This guy might be a perennial 30, 30 guy, like a perennial 30, 30 guy until he decides I don't want to run anymore. So I could, I'll say, I mean, next year he could be a top five MVP guy. 100%. I think you're a year late. You think this year? I, I do listen, hear me out, bro. Okay. Hear me out. And it's in part because of who else would fill out the top five right now. We can all agree on judge. Otani. Jordan Alvarez. Now tell me the next guy in line. Now I got to go look at some stats. <laughs> well, but, okay. I'll just, I'll help you out here in 
nobody on the Yankees, nobody on Boston, nobody on Toronto as of yet. Now, somebody from Toronto could get uber hot and yeah, carry them. You're right, man. Nobody on Tampa Bay, nobody on Minnesota. Well, Maybe. McClanahan, McClanahan can get some He's votes. He's not going to get no way. Not for top five MVP. He's going to get MVP votes. Not top five. Probably not. No top five. way. You're no right. You're right. Way. You're right. Maybe Jose Ramirez. He's slumped, though, a little bit. And we'll see. If Cleveland ends up getting in the playoffs somehow, then he's going to get top five votes. But there's still another space. I'm saying there's a fifth guy. So nobody else on Houston. Nobody on on the Angels. He is, if he helps Seattle break the longest playoff drought in North American sports currently, he is the face of that. And people will react to it. Be war right now. In, in the American League amongst position players. Goes Judge, Alvarez, Devers, LeMahieu, Trout, Ramirez, and checking at number seven is J-Rod. Trout's not going to be in the discussion because, I mean, he's probably going to be done for the year. Angels fans, he's probably done for the year, okay? Don't go back and I don't on think, that topic. I don't think LeMahieu is going to get top five votes either, no. even though he's put mm-hmm. up you know a bunch of value. Not sexy enough. You're right. He's not sexy enough. And yeah, man. You could be right about this. I, I thought I was going like, hey, man, like he could do it next year. But he, I thought about this year. I didn't want to give it to him right away. But you're right, dude. I mean, the way this guy plays baseball, there's just not a hole in his game. And we have to remember, baseball writers of America are human, I think. And so they look at this and they go, wow, Seattle hasn't been in the freaking playoffs in 21 years. And this kid is the star of their team. Hell yeah, I'm going to put him fourth or fifth in the MVP voting. Hell yes. Hell yeah. I'm telling you, people, watch the legs. The legs is, are so important. This guy is going to steal so many bags that adds so much value. I've been on, I've been shouting that we need to change OPS to if you steal a base, that should add to your slugging percentage. Huh. Why not? It's the same thing. Okay. I, I, right. I'm willing to listen. Don't you like that? Because what's I like the difference if you hit a double it. or you get a single and you steal second base? You're still on second base. Right. Yes. And if you get if you get thrown out? Oh, it goes down. It's a little bit off of it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. All right. Last thing. Uh, we mentioned the A's sweeping the Astros. Yesterday before the afternoon game, Steph and Aisha threw out the first pitches, and Steph took some BP as well. Um, were you impressed by his performances or were you a little miffed? Uh, I was, I'm not gonna say I was impressed, but I wasn't like, wow, that's horrible. I've seen some, some other basketball players try to throw a baseball and it's usually a pretty funny thing. The ball looks like a golf ball in their hands, but I think Steph did a good job. There was some velo there, which I liked. And if he was going to miss, you missed down in the way like that. He didn't leave it over the plate, which is good. I think he said that Aisha kind of got in his way a little bit. So we have to take that into consideration. Uh, the backwards hat during BP classic right there. The swing yeah. needs a little bit of work. He's going a little bit too forward with the weight. Let's get that coil. What he's got to remember is just play like a golf swing. He's got a great golf swing. Great. And golf it could be swing. very similar to that. So Steph, if you're listening to this, let me take you to the cage a few days. We'll work on that a little bit and we can iron things out pretty quickly. The guy's an athlete, dude. He, oh, yeah. He's one of those guys that can do whatever he wants. So yeah. for him to look as good as he did, you have to give him credit. Uh, you mentioned NBA players looking silly. I think at the 93 All-Star game at Camden Yards, they let Patrick Ewing hit. 
and it's one of the weirdest looking things seeing a seven foot dude go out there and try and swing the stick first of all just to get a bat in his hand doesn't look like a toothpick is <laughs> trying enough and then john wall a couple of years ago go find his first pitch dan rourke and put it in the youtube portion of this program i mean literally the guy was throwing a bounce pass it was you remember you remember Giannis in the batting cages but Giannis isn't from here Giannis isn't so? from here what does he that didn't mean grow up here but well, it means he didn't grow up it would, be, it would be like us trying to play cricket i mean does patrick ewing did he play baseball growing up no I mean, he, he also maybe he did who knows but he i wasn't i don't where was he born <laughs> i'd have to check he moved and he went to did he go to like roxbury latin high school i think he moved here i'm pretty sure that's what happened that's some um, trivia right there right there i had no idea pretty sure we was he like an up. army like an army brat Mm-mm. no mm-hmm. i don't believe he was born here alden can look that up i'm not 100 percent sure but i'm most important thing the curries did they brought a thousand camp kids to the game and he right. stayed the entire game after the game, they were running bases around with the kids. He was there. That's so awesome. Oh yeah. gosh. I'm watching John wall right now. See bounce pass. That's tough. Kingston, that's oh. where it was. Kingston, Jamaica. That's right. For My Patrick friend Hill. Ollie's dad is from Kingston, Jamaica. He named his son ah. Kingston. Nice. All right. What oh do you have God. on John boy? Shoot. We had the, uh, our talking baseball episode the midweek episode came out yesterday. Pretty good banter episode between jake jimmy and i and then yeah you mentioned at the top of the show man warehouse games floorball forgotten rotten making their debut against the jm sales team a bunch of athletes versus a bunch of dorks yeah yeah good did we ever find out what time that airs guys i think this live stream is either at six or seven please check the uh jm warehouse games uh social media feed it'll be out there um Lucas Giolito episode dropped today. A lot of fun. Made an interesting purchase during the All-Star break. Got to see his new house where he'll be living in San Diego for at least a year or so. He and his wife, Ari, are going to be out there. Uh, He tells us why his dog, Louie, can be a a pain in the butt sometimes. Talk Mm -hmm. about a lot of stuff that's not baseball for 35 minutes. And then we do dive into a disappointing first half for him, for the White Sox, how he plans on fixing it. All sorts of stuff. Floorball game two tonight, live stream at six o'clock Eastern. I'll be on the live stream. Ploof, you'll join us, won't you? I, I'll do my best to be there. Oh, that means now I got daddy duty. That's okay. Got a lot of stuff going on right now. But you better not just be doing some shit on your own. Let's not take that. We are, what does that we are mean? working people. It means if you're doing something for one of your kids or for Olivia, that's fine. But if you're just sitting around playing another round of golf instead of live streaming. The I can't people, golf. Look at this, bro. I took my bandit up. Oh, stop. Put that down. That's gross. Go get some. All I do. All I do is dad stuff, bro. That's what I love. I know. Believe me. That's all we do. That's all we turn into. And it does not stop. It does not. Your dad, your most supportive. That's what you have to be there. Good and bad. And you are just a freaking human ATM. That shit don't stop. Holy smokes. Except it's not just dollar bills in your ATM. It's love. It's affection. It's. Oh, yeah. That's Food, the most important stuff. Oh my gosh. Just they constantly just take things from you. Yes. Yeah. They whittle you down so you're at the nub. I love it. I love every freaking second of it. For our outstanding producer, Dan Rourke, our summer intern, the vacationing Alden Stone. That is Trevor Plouffe. I'm Chris Rose. We will see you Friday on baseball today.